An unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast. I'm tired and angry, but somebody should be. Welcome to another episode of my Ugly Truth Podcast. Save me a press. All right, well, today's episode, I'm going to give you a warning. Warning label right now. It's probably going to be the deepest episode I'll probably be doing for a while. It's involving your girls, okay? So today's episode is going to be losing a friend. Isn't it harder? Isn't it harder than having a boyfriend be gone but your best friend? No, because you don't picture it's ever going to happen. You don't think that it's ever going to happen. It is really hard. When you have a friend that you talk to every day and you literally broke down in front of them and they were always on your side, they didn't judge you, they were there for you. And she's seen me break down, heartbroken, bawling my eyes out in a garage. You know, you have friends that are have that close bond and are going through life changes and then you go to not communicating daily anymore. And there's things in my life going on Things you're excited to tell them or things you're devastated about and you want to just text her and tell her. But I couldn't because I cut her off. I was hurt from what she did to me. I felt betrayed, backstabbed, mad. But at the same time, I missed her. I remember my kids coming home from their dad's house on Christmas Day. And they told me she was pregnant. And I went to the bathroom and I just sat on the toilet and bawled my eyes out. Clearly, I I should definitely put boundaries and not overshare. But the reason why I was crying wasn't even like a jealousy thing. It was, I'm going to not be a part of her life in this huge thing we've always talked about, being moms together and getting pregnant and having daughters because I had two sons and I wanted to have a daughter and I just couldn't even get pregnant. I mean, I was doing fertility treatments and I was getting Jasper to shoot me up with fucking hormones just to be able to get pregnant and I couldn't. And then I found out not only is my best friend pregnant, but she's not my best friend anymore. Clearly, I should have definitely put boundaries and not overshare, but I'm an oversharer. I mean, clearly, I have this fucking podcast called My Ugly Truth. I'm an open book with My Ugly Truth because it's true. Whether you're a stranger, whether you're my best friend, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I will tell you the fucking truth. I will tell you my whole life story, and I will tell you my worst experience to help anyone go through what I did. To never have them experience what I did. Because maybe if they hear my story, maybe if you guys hear my story out there, you won't do some mistake that will literally devastate you for years. Even probably forever. I have no shame. I don't care if people think I should be more private. I don't care what people think. Oh my god, you need to have a filter. No, you don't. You need to be fucking transparent. I don't care because it's me why do I need to be fake why do I need to have a filter why do we all have to have this image to pull off that we're not so fuck it I'm a very honest person up front and I'm not saying I haven't lied because of course we're all humans everybody lies and but when it comes to me and what I think or experience I'm not gonna hide it so not having boundaries I shared a little too much of myself and I sent her an audio of our argument that I had with Jasper Where it sounded really bad the way he was verbally, emotionally abusing me, putting me down. He's just screaming at me. And I remember when I sent it to her, I said, please delete this after because I'm so embarrassed. But look what happened that night. Which now I look back and I'm like, what a fucking idiot. You know when things are like not funny when they're going on, but then you look back and you're like, that shit's funny now. I'm glad time has passed where I can laugh about it. But it was definitely not fucking that day. Definitely not funny. I would complain to my friends about how Jasper would turn like a switch to the devil, verbally put me down, emotionally abusing me bad, and maybe Mallory was just being nice. She didn't want to be that person to confront me saying, you're an idiot, you need to not be with him, because she knew I wasn't going to listen to her. Or she probably thought I was going to cut her off. She didn't like Jasper, but she was there for me. I wouldn't say she's a cheerleader of our relationship, She just, and she wasn't a big supporter of it either, 
but she just wanted me to be happy and feel loved. I have a friend, Sarah. I've been friends with since high school. She now lives in San Francisco. She always got on my ass and judged me by my actions. Eh? Even ones I didn't even think were wrong. Where I got to the point where I would tell her things and she would just judge me. To her it wasn't judging. To me it was. She never did it maliciously. She did it because from what I recently read in an article on Thought Catalog, the friends who are on your ass are the ones that care for your well-being just like a parent would. But anytime she would say, Angie, I guess exactly how she would say it, Angie, it was an automatically, she would turn her chin and say it in a tone, Angie, made me want to put my tail in between my legs, my God. I couldn't be honest and tell her any of my truth after she moved to San Francisco because she always judged me. So I got to the point where I kept it to myself and I couldn't be real with her. It put a huge damper in our relationship because she started realizing I wasn't telling her anything personal. And then when she would find out if I got back with an ex or did something she didn't agree with, she was just like, I could tell by her face that she would just look at me like she felt pity for me. And I didn't like that. No one should feel pity for my truth. If anything, relate to it. And if you can't, tell it to somebody who can relate to it. That you can come on the other side. I mean, I'm still working on it. I'm not saying I'm perfectly happy and I'm perfectly fine. Fuck no. The shit I've been through is scarring. But I'm trying at least. So things got really distant between me and Sarah. And then we slowly just in our own way got distant just like the thousand of miles that were between us currently. So whenever you hide yourself or who you really are, you start not being yourself to people. By you starting to hide or withhold the truth of yourself, that's what happens. You start lying. You start being fake. I don't like that. Mallory definitely let me be myself. She made it clear that she didn't like him, but she let me be myself. She let me follow my heart. And she's a hopeless romantic, and she thought eventually we'd be together because he always came back. And she would always say that. She would always say, he always comes back. It's not like you guys have kids. It's not like you guys have to get back together. So there's something that's bringing him back. Yeah, you know what that's called? Comfort. No rent I have to pay. Oh, I don't have a job, but you can support me. I don't have a car, but I can take your car. Or I can use your credit to get a car. That's what it's called. It's called taking fucking advantage. That's what kept him coming back. And I'm seeing this now, which I fucking hate, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody notices it later after they go through shit like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have fucking done that. Yeah, we all go through that. It sucks, but we do. But when I sent her that audio, I had a gut feeling like maybe I shouldn't have sent that. That was a little harsh. This is a horrible fight. It sounds worse in audio because in audio, you can't fucking see shit. And you're going to assume what you hear a video in your head of what you see. So I took Jason seriously when he said to call him whenever I needed him. If there was a time that I felt like the kids didn't need to see or hear anything that was going on in front of them. At the moment, I was thinking of the well-being of my kids. But I also wasn't thinking of how my kid's father was going to react to the situation. I just thought about the boys. I mean, I was hysterically crying I was a fucking hot mess, so I called Jason, and he answered the phone. I told him to come get the kids, and I didn't want the kids to hear Jasper and I arguing, because we were arguing bad. And I just don't want them to grow up hearing that, because I did. Which now I look back, and I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Because my kids weren't even fucking awake, and I didn't know until later. So I woke them up to have their dad come pick them up. This is like right before midnight, maybe. I don't know, probably later than that. And this whole snowball of a situation started from this night that I'm explaining. For the next freaking year of my life after that night, my life sucked balls. And I'm not saying like just, oh, it sucked. No, I went through some hardship. I went through some rough times where I didn't know if I was going to get off that bathroom floor. I didn't know if I was going to get out of that bed to go to work. And the only thing I can tell you that pushed me was my fucking kids. Because at the end of the day, I'm always going to be their mother. At the end of the day, those two kids are the reason why I get up every morning. And some days it's still fucking hard. And it's been over a year. But I do it because my kids, everyone has to have a motivation to stay in this world. If you don't, you don't. You don't stay. And I'm thankful 
that God gave me my kids because clearly I couldn't get pregnant. And not only that, I have them to give me motivation to stay in this world, to be their mother. Kids are better than that shit. Well, whenever they got there, Jason and Mallory walk in and Jason has this look on his face and he looks right at Jasper and he's pretty much thinking like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Jasper didn't even look at him. And all I can say, that's when Jason started hating Jasper. Like, really hating him. I mean, clearly. I was sitting against the couch, and I was crying. He's like, what the hell is going on? And Jasper's just sitting on the couch. And I remember my dad said the worst thing ever right in front of Jasper. The thing about my dad is he's not a man with a lot of words. He's a man with few words. But when my motherfucker wants to say something... It's never fucking nice. It's never good. It's fucking dynamite in the situation by a hundred. He says, can you not tell that this man does not love you, Angie? He is sucking the fucking life out of you. And you're letting him. I was so surprised hearing that because I've never been called out like that. Especially in front of my guy. And I thought in that moment, I didn't have to answer because I thought hopefully, I'm so embarrassed, hopefully... Jasper will fucking think about it and be like, let me defend her in this situation because they're clearly talking about me and I know that I don't treat her that bad. No. I look over to Jasper because he's clearly hearing everything that's going on. He clearly knows what's going on and what was said. And he didn't even say a fucking word. He didn't defend it. He didn't say no. He didn't say no, I love your daughter. No, he just looked at me and looked at my dad and then later would argue with me and say, your dad said I'm a piece of shit. Well, Yeah, clearly ended up being true. What do you know? Daddy was right. But if someone said that about me, like if Jasper's mom said that about me in front of Jasper, I would defend my love to him. I would be like, no, you're wrong. I do love your son. And I would fucking prove it because clearly they're not seeing a good side of me if they're saying that. And my parents were close with him. I was surprised he didn't even move. It's like he got called out on his own bullshit and was like, wow, I didn't know that anyone would notice my fucked up mental, like, process. He had nothing to say. So the next morning, I go to work. Me and Jasper eventually make up at some point of the day, sort of make up. And Jasper calls me around 5 o'clock, and this is a Friday. I'm getting off work, and he says, there's a card on the door when I got home, and it's for you. I'm like, what? Uh, What do you mean a card? And he takes a picture and sends it to me. And when I open my phone... And I zoom in on that picture. It's fucking Department of Children and Family Investigation. A lot of states have different names for Department of Children. DCF, Family, whatever, Law. I don't even even know. But here in Florida, it's called Department of Children and Family. Her business card was at my door and said, on the back of it, it said, please call me when you get this. I'm looking this lady up on LinkedIn. I'm looking her up on Google. It's true. She's a fucking investigator for the Department of Children and Family. It's like when you hear a horrible story on the news about a kid not being appropriately taken care of by their parent and the state takes away the kids. That's what DCF does. That's who DCF is. And right there, it all came together like in a snap. My heart dropped. I screamed. I cried. And I was like... Uh, It was the moment that everybody told me not to share myself with her because she would eventually try to take my kids away. And I just never would, she's just, she's not like that. But at that moment, I was like, oh my God. And honestly, in the moment, I just believed, holy shit, she played me. She faked this whole past three, four years of our friendship and our family just to get full custody of my kid. Like, they told me to call them if I needed anything about the kids and now you're punishing me now you're calling the state saying that we needed to have a DCF investigation and a child investigation like I wasn't a fucking fit mother like I wasn't working my ass off to do everything for my kids like I was trying my best for my kids not to witness anything horrible and I get this worst thing you can say to a mother like I said in the last episode worst thing you can do to a mother is mother shame her It is the fucking lamest shit that these women and men out here like to insult us with because they know it hurts. But I got to the point where I don't even fucking listen to it. There's been times where I would think, 
oh my God, am I like that? No, I'm not because I know, I know I'm not. Telling her she's not a good mother, telling her she's a piece of shit of a mother, and then investigating her because you think she's a piece of shit mother. Really? Like, I didn't go through enough bullshit with Jasper. Now this is, this is what's going on. I'm like, I'm not a bad mom, but clearly I have some boundaries I need to be putting up. I need to not trust so much. Did I go through a difficult time and try to be a good mom at the same time? Yes, we all have. Was I a good mom at the time I was going through shit? No, because I'm not a piece of shit mom. I was clearly going through a fucking devastating time of my life. I mean, I'm not trying to play the victim at all, but I'm getting verbally abused by this man who I don't know how the fuck I loved him. At the moment, he's literally destroying my self-esteem as well. When you're not a good version of yourself, you're not a good version of a parent, especially a mother. So I wouldn't say I was the best mom at the situation, but I definitely wasn't a fucking piece of shit who didn't give a fuck about my kids, who didn't do things for my kids, who wasn't there for my kids. I was always there for my kids. I mean, I would try my best to have my kids not see me in a horrible situation, like me sad, upset, bawling my eyes out or depressed. I didn't want them because they knew. They're not fucking stupid. They knew why. And that's when my oldest started really like hating Jasper. And he never really stopped hating him until this day. I can tell you that. You can say his name in front of him and he would just roll his eyes. He fucking despises him. And this is my sweet child. My asshole child, he's young, so, I mean, he's eight. But if he only knew more like Dylan does, then he'd probably fucking cuss him out and tell him he's going to break all his toys at his house like he did to his little classmate. Yeah, by the way, when a kid tells their classmate they're going to break their toys, that's pretty much the adult version of saying, hey, bitch, Whatever you just did, you better undo that because I'm about to go to your house and kill your whole fucking family. Because what's the most important thing in a kid's life? Toys. So he's like, I'm going to fucking ruin all your toys. So if Caleb knew what was going on, he'd probably say some shit like that. He would probably say some shit like that to Jasper. And I thought, you know, this is my way of trying to be a good parent. I didn't want them to see anything bad about me. I didn't want them to think I was struggling. I wanted my kids to think that I was superwoman. That nothing could faze me. That just because I divorced their father doesn't mean that I can't get my life in, in track. Just because they, I divorced their father, I can't succeed in life with love and, and, and career. That a woman can do everything a man can because I don't want them to ever treat their wives like that. I don't want my kids to think they're better than women. I'm not training my kids like that because they're not. We're all equal. And especially with boys, like, you don't want them to see their mom crying. You don't want them to see their mom hurt. Because then I'm giving them commitment issues for the future. Like, I don't want my sons to get married. And then one day their wives come at me and say, oh, my God, I never realized. But your son has commitment issues all because I couldn't handle my own shit. No, if I'm going to get my kid's father to give me an offer to help me in a situation that I can't help myself in. Please, take the kids so they don't have to hear this and I'll just deal with my fucking shitty life somehow and just give me a breather and then I'll get them back tomorrow. That's how co-parenting works. Shit happens and we have to do that. But that's not what happened. So I felt betrayed. I felt like backstabbed in every, every corner of the situation. Like I don't want to raise my kids to a point where they're anti-commitment. Because they saw their moms going through shit by men who hurt me. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that image for my kids. So I would always try to avoid that. I would try to avoid them to see me like that. Because at one point in my life, I would see my mom devastated about my dad. Which my parents are still married. So it's not like I'm a divorced child that has issues. No. I, you can have issues when your parents are still married because of a lot of shit that somebody's clearly dealing and stays. I would see my mom devastated by my dad and she would share with me some really detailed information to the point where later in life I told her how damaging it was. How she opened up to me because at the end of the day, he was my dad. Not that I'm a daddy's girl because I'm really not. I'm like a huge mama's girl, but you don't want to hear something about the other parent. And I never understood it until I remember that. So I didn't want to be like that in front of my kids. I didn't want them to see me hurt or wounded but I was, and I'm human, but can you at least let me have my boys who are going to be men and husbands one day think I'm unstoppable, please? 
Like, I remember my mom, like, seeing her and hearing her upset. I would be so worried when I would go to bed. I didn't want my kids to be worried about me. And my oldest, he's always worried about me. He's always, like, I remember one time when we got a dog, like, he was like, oh, if we get rid of the dog, then you're going to be alone and no one's going to be here with you. And I would fucking cry because, damn, dude, thanks, kid. That's fucking devastating and depressing. But it was true. And he always worried about me. He always worried about me. He always does. DCF, it's a threat. They're going to try to take your kids away from you. And they're trying to prove that you're an unfit mom. So if DCF comes at your door and you have kids, how would you react? Would you grab the car with a smile? Or you would fucking go out that person you know who fucking called? I'll tell you how I reacted. <laughs> That's my irrational moment. This is where my... Fuck, what do we call her? Me and Mallory call my inner bitch, I guess you can say. A name. And I always forget it. And I always have to ask her, hey, what's my inner um, bitch name? And she's like, oh, that's her name. I don't remember the name. God damn, I'm going to have to ask her. (laughs) That's funny. It's, I think you just know it. It was very emotional and it got too far. And we have clearly problems, and we definitely did need to go to therapy. And her not texting me back, I just thought she was busy. I didn't think anything of it. Totally blindsided me, like ripped the rug underneath me. And then it all clicked in my head when Jasper told me about the investigation card. So here I am, our Friday night, having to freak out about the situation. And the whole weekend, I had to wait to call this woman whenever she gets in the office on Monday. Like, oh my God, kill me now. But as soon as I got there... Have you ever heard of Anchor, the app? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It literally gives you a step-by-step and gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. It's really creative. It's got creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great with intros and outros. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere like Spotify, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from it, too, with no minimum listeners. You should download the Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Jasper knows not to try to calm me. He knows not to calm my crazy, especially if it's not directed to him. He's probably thinking there's no way to calm her ass down, so I'm not even going to try. So I got myself in the car, and I drove my happy ass with him to her house. Jasper didn't stop me, but he made sure to be there in case I I went a little too far. Said he despised me and wish he never met me and all this shit and like call me a cunt and tell me how his ex-girlfriends were better than me and put me down so bad. But I wish he understood me a little bit more than I thought because if he understood me, don't you think he would have never ghosted me? Because guess how stupid I felt when he goes to me and I had to face Jason and Mallory and the reason why that they even call ECF later in, later in the story they tell me is because they were trying to remove this person from my life they thought by doing this they would get proven that I don't have a stable home and he would have to move back and we could not be together you can't force a situation if a person does not see and I've never thought I'd be this person but hey guess what I was and It is what it is. You never think you're going to be in a certain situation. When you hear a story, you're like, wow, what a dumbass. I would never do that. You don't pick. It just happens. And I think how I reacted that way by going to her house and freaking the fuck out just meant that I wasn't a piece of shit mom. Because don't you think if I was a piece of shit mom, I wouldn't even cared? I probably would forget to call Monday if I was a piece of shit mom. But I wasn't because I love my kids and anyone who fucking threatens to take my kids away from me, especially a female, nah, we're going to fight. We're going to throw down because there's no way in hell that I'm going to let my kid's father take my kids away from me over some stupid bullshit, especially another woman take my kids away from me. And especially my, another woman who was my best friend and then backstabbed me to take my kids away. Mm-mm. You think you're going to like 
not hear from me until I got investigated? Nah. We're going to talk before I get investigated. Like, that's just no. If anyone knows me, they know. If they say, don't react, but this, this, this. Actually, it just happened like two days ago. I was at my friend's house and his friend was like, don't tell him that he burnt the dinner. And I'm like, oh God, but it tastes like shit. I can't eat it. And then, like, it wasn't even a minute later. It was, like, diarrhea of the mouth. I'm like, dude, your food is burnt. And his friend's like, God damn it, Angie. Why couldn't you just not say anything? And I'm like, I can't hold it. I just got to tell him. It just tastes like shit. Like, I just, it's diarrhea of the mouth. Like, I can't just not react to something that hurts me or something that reacts to me. I react back. Like, it just, I can't. (laughs) I can't not say anything. Believe me, sometimes I wish I was a little fake. Not fake, or a little more coverage of who I am. That you would be like, oh, well, she acts like this and she acts like this. So what does that mean? It means she fucking is fake and she's all over the place. Like, no, I wasn't like that. I didn't, I was not born with that gene. So I'm driving there and I noticed, wow, oh my God, this bitch got my moment of weakness. She had enough proof to fuck me over. And now DCF, what's next? Like, I know she's going to fucking bring that video up. Like, I know she's going to do something with that audio. Why? Are you going to try to steal my kids for me? And she's not answering. And she's not answering. And then I show up at her door. And they have a front door that's glass door at their old house. And she can see me. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, Mallory, look at me in the eyes. How can you do this to me? And she wouldn't look at me. And I already knew by the way she presented herself in front of the door that she was definitely not going to open the door. There was no hand on that doorknob. Like, she was not going to open the door. And I'm already, like, at a level 8 of crazy right now. I'm not breaking in the door. I'm not doing any of that. But I'm thinking, hopefully, the things I say, she'll fucking tell me she's sorry or something. I don't know what I wanted to hear. I wanted to know why. Were you waiting for the next next? episode of Jasper and Angie getting in a huge argument so you can use it against me and she whips her phone out and this is at my eight level crazy right she whips her phone out and I can hear it going cling when you start recording it and I look at Jasper and I said are you fucking recording me right now like we don't have enough video and evidence and audio let me fucking record this crazy psychotic bitch to take the court with me I've never had anyone put a camera in my face and record me. But do you think that was going to calm me down? The the sane thought would be like, yeah, you should calm down because you will have a video of you saying whatever the fuck you're saying or threatening or doing whatever you're doing against you. And you already got DCF against you. And you already got your ex-fiance against you. Like, don't do it, Angie. Don't fucking react. Shut your mouth when you heard that little beep from recording. Shut the fuck up. But I couldn't. (laughs) Because I can't cover up my feelings. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an emotional person. I'm passionate. And passionate, look it up. It does not mean love, passionate, sex. No. Passionate means you are passionate about something. You are consumed by something. It doesn't mean all good. I'm passionate about my feelings. So when I'm hurt, I'm fucking passionately hurt. (laughs) I am. So when she whipped that camera out, I looked at Jasper and I was like, oh my God. And he's like, oh shit. Like he knew (laughs) my level eight was about to skyrocket. And I looked at her and I said, Mallory, look at me. And she's looking away. She's looking at her phone like as she's recording me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, look at me. Look at me. I am your fucking best friend. I'm literally recording this as I'm waiting for the time to be right to go inside of this court hearing that I have. Because, you know, I haven't seen the courtroom in fucking forever. This year has been the year of fighting back, by the way. And I'm definitely fighting back of everyone who's wrong, who's done me wrong. Like, you're threatening to take my kids away why wouldn't I react to that? Any mother would react to that. So she's recording me, and that just, like, felt like fuel in the fire. Like, I'm a firecracker at this point. And this is not making it better. I don't know. 
I don't think I said this, but the police report, <laughs> the police report said, and from what Mallory said, it said that I was going to fuck her up and I threatened to harm her physically, which I don't remember saying that. Maybe in the heat of the moment, I just don't remember what the fuck was saying. I do remember saying you fucked with the wrong bitch, but I don't remember saying anything about like fighting her because I'm not like a, I'm freaking little. I don't fight. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I would never fight someone. I mean, obviously that video is somewhere and I'm sure she has it and she can look it over and see what I really said, but the cops showed up and I turned around and Jasper's like, Angie, calm the fuck down. There's cops here. And I'm like, oh, here we go again because that's a whole nother story of the last time and the only time and the first time that I got arrested. The cops were behind me too. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do anything. I'm not inside their house. I'm not breaking in. You know, I didn't think I was confident. I didn't think that I was getting arrested. I'm arguing with her but freedom of fucking speech. I can say whatever the fuck I want, I thought. But apparently, and you can't say things that sound like threats. I could tell that one of the cops were, was a fucking dick. I didn't say anything to harm her. But apparently it sounded like it. Or so she thought. I don't know. But the cop got there. And I'm all cocky, confident to know that I'm not going to jail. And I told the cops, I'm really upset because they called DCF. So they go inside and talk to Jason and Mallory while the other cop is outside talking to me. The cop with me was nice. The cop inside was a fucking dick. I probably reminded him of his ex-wife and that's why he was such a dick to me. I don't know. They fucking hated me. I don't know what it is about cops. They fucking hate me. There's no warning. So whenever the cop comes out, he's talking to me and he starts reading my Miranda rights. And I'm like, no, no, because that's what I learned from the last time I got arrested. No, no. I started... Like, kind of swinging my arms around, which apparently is called resisting arrest. And I'm like, no, no, please don't, please don't. And he just keeps reading. But thank God I kind of gave him, I gave in, because if I didn't, or if I would have started running, then we would have more charges. And Angie, we don't need that right now. We got a lot of shit on our plate. But I started hiding my arms, and I was like, no, please don't. And then the guy was just a dick and mad. But Jasper's looking at me like, holy shit, shit's going down. Like, out of the four or five years of my relationship with Jasper, I never thought he would see me in handcuffs. I thought I would definitely see him in handcuffs before he ever saw me in handcuffs. No, he definitely saw me in handcuffs before and only that time. And I'm asking, why am I getting arrested? And he said, you verbally threatened her. And I was like, what? I told her she fucked with the wrong bitch. And they're like, no, it's on the video. And I'm like, oh, hell no, she she showed him the video. And he's like, you said you're going to fuck her up. I was like, what? And I started crying. I'm thinking, am I just really, I'm just really fucking upset. Because my kid, like, she's my best friend. And not only does he put the freaking handcuffs on me really fucking hard. I'm bending over. I'm trying not to get up because I'm thinking this might make him rethink it. Like, what the fuck are... Why, why do we think that? Why do this human think that if we run or if we hide, they might say, okay, never mind. Go home. Like, no. And the cops saw my resistance and he just pulls me over his fucking shoulder. And I mean, I'm 96 pounds, so there's like not much of me but pulls me over his shoulder. I look at Jasper and he just looks fucking useless. Like, he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to do. Like, I'm sorry, I, I, so I give him the car keys and I'm bawling my eyes out and they put me in the back of the car and I'm just thinking like, how did I end up here? I was horribly fucked over by Jasper the night before. I got fucking verbally abused by him, still dealing with my heart breaking from that. I'm in the back of a cop car. Monday, I got to deal with Department of Children and Family investigation. And now this case is not going to help this. And this arrest is definitely not going to help my case to prove that I'm a good fucking mom. And I remember looking, this is the worst part. I remember looking up at my kid's bedroom because they had a two-story house back then. And my kids were looking through the window and they saw me get in the cop car. And that really fucking hurt me because here we are, we're trying to prevent the kids from seeing bad things. Now you fucked up because you just had my kids witness me in handcuffs because of how I reacted. Why did I react? Because you're trying to take my kids away. We're trying to prevent the kids from seeing anything bad. And they just saw their mom in the back of a cop car. That killed me. Seeing my kids in the bedroom looking at me as I'm getting in the cop car. So the cop is doing the paperwork or whatever. And we're about to leave. And I'm just like, hey. And I start scooting up in the freaking backseat of the cop car. And I'm like, can you you do me a huge favor? 
And the cop's like, what? Can you do me a huge favor? And I'm thinking he's going to say no because he's such a dick to me and he's the one that was a dick to me the whole time. And he's like, what is it? And I said, before he puts his car in park, I mean, I mean I'm sorry, before he put this car in drive, can you just make sure that they really want to press charges? Please. Because I know she's a good person and I know she's not going to want to do this and she's probably going to regret the fact that she called the cops. Can you just make sure they want to press charges? And he's like, sure. I was so freaking surprised that a fucking fat ass cop wanted to get out of the car. Thought he'd be lazy. The cop goes inside, then he comes out and Jason and Mallory start walking out with him, which I'm like, oh my God, this is a fucking good sign. And I rolled on the window or I didn't roll out the window. The cop rolled on the window because clearly I'm arrested. He rolls the window down and I stick my head out like a little fucking bitch ass dog in a cage like with my head out the window and handcuffs and not comfortable and I'm just looking like this and I'm like what a fucking idiot I just look back right now like what a fucking idiot and Jason's like I won't press charges if you look at my wife right now which I felt at this moment was like a moment he's been waiting for ever and it was the fakest moment I've ever did I'm sorry Mallory but at that moment I did not mean it now that now I don't regret it but at the moment I did not mean it Jason told me I need you to look at my wife and apologize now to her for what you said to her. And this is the time she was trying to get pregnant and I said some horrible things about her unborn child that I did not know she was actually already pregnant. She just didn't tell me yet. But clearly it hurt her because she was pregnant. Fuck me. That would be my fucking chances. So I looked at Mallory and I put the fakest show on in front of Jason and Mallory. And, you know, when I'm mad or sad, I cry. So you won't know if I'm, like hurt mad pissed off devastated you won't know i'm just fucking crying whether pick one of the above so i start crying and like i said earlier i can't be fake you can you can't tell me what to do but this is jail and you got to act right angie dcf won't find out about you getting arrested so i started crying because i was upset that i had to act this way i was so upset that i had to be fake to get out of something but at this moment i'm thinking she fucked me over so let me fucking be fake i don't care She's bawling her eyes out, and I'm like, I'm so sorry for what I said. I shouldn't have gone that far. You just have to understand me. I'm really upset because my kids are being threatened to take, be taken away. She accepted my apology, and the cop took, which I thought by law you couldn't get your handcuffs taken off after the Miranda rights were read to you, but I'm not going to question it. They took the handcuffs, handcuffs off. Jasper's looking at me like, what did she just do? Did she seduce the guy? Like, what did she do? How did you get out of jail for a free card? I got my handcuffs removed, whatever. And he's like, I need you to get in the car and I need you to leave and don't come back on this property. I was like, yes, sir. Bye. Like I, I was out like a light. How the fuck did you get your handcuffs removed? Is what Jasper said. I don't think he was going to believe if I even told him the story, if he wasn't there. I really thought I was going to fucking jail. I didn't think the cop was actually going to do that. So I left, and we had to deal with the custody battle. He, Jason got a lawyer, and I didn't have a lawyer because I didn't freaking have too much money to spend. So from there, the whole almost next year was hard. Jasper gets served papers, and I'm thinking, papers for what? They're for me. And he's like, no. And again, I'm at work. He's like, hey, something came out on the door. And I'm like, what the fuck now? Like... He's great with my kids. That's the one thing I will say about him. He's always been great with my kids. And the night before court, Jasper was so nervous, he didn't sleep. He was up all night researching about cases like this. You would have to prove that you were violent or showed violence in front of the kid, and he never did. My kids did not see or hear violence. I just didn't want them to worry about me or us arguing because we were loud, but they didn't even hear it. Injunction was definitely ridiculous. To this day, I will say it was ridiculous. I don't agree with it because he was good to my kids. And that's the only good thing I can say about him. And my kids loved him. And I was so stupid to think that every time he came back and my kids were happy that it was a good thing that he came back. No. Because then he leaves and fucks up not only me, but my kids. So I will back him up, though, that he was good to my kids. So the case got dismissed. You would think this whole time that we're going through shit that Jasper would actually leave me at this time because it was way too much. And anytime he's left me before, it was because it was way too much or whatever the hell excuse he would come up. 
He was sticking along, though, and I was literally ride or die for him. Like, I had to go to a custody battle after the restraining order got denied. I'm sitting in a courtroom, and this is like a couple months after the injunction got denied. I'm sitting in the courtroom with Jason, his lawyer, my lawyer, the judge, the court reporter, and right outside of the freaking courtroom, Mallory was sitting on the bench. Jasper was out there sitting on the bench, and she was like eight months pregnant. So the last thing that happened was in November, and then in June is when we were going to court for custody battle. She knew I was doing fertility treatments because I couldn't get pregnant. Long story short, I would have to get my uterus removed for a medical reason. So me and Jasper were wanting to have a girl because he doesn't have kids and I wanted a daughter. I have two brothers and two sons and I'm surrounded by men and I want a daughter. So we started going to fertility treatments. I couldn't get pregnant. I wasn't ovulating. So we wanted to get pregnant together at the same time, me and Mallory. So when I found out she was pregnant, it hurt me because for one, I couldn't get pregnant to my best friend. And two, my best friend is about to be a mother and I'm not going to be involved. And every time I was seeing announcements on social media or anywhere people were announcing their pregnancy and I still couldn't get pregnant or the days that I would get a negative, the days I was supposed to test because my doctor told me I should test that day or the days that Jasper would give me a shot to my stomach and I have to take hormone pills, I would bawl my eyes out when I couldn't get pregnant or I find out I wasn't. Because it's just like, why can't this one simple thing work for me? If this relationship is going to be hard, then why can't I just at least get something that I want? And that was really hard for me. So in the courtroom, not only did I have to walk by Mallory being way pregnant and I'm still hating her, and I'm sitting in the conference room and we go over things and apparently they have evidence that they want to input. But hands down, I wanted to high five his lawyer because she fucking got me so good, literally started bringing every evidence and I'm like holy shit I really thought that evidence would be text messages so uh, maybe a few because I would tell her everything this shit was a fucking booklet with, where she would say what page what timestamp and me and the judge are like where are you we couldn't even like, keep up because there were so many freaking papers on there it's like on page 42, if you look at 3.32 p.m., you said this. Was this you? I'm like, hold on. Let me go to fucking page 42 because I don't even know where the fuck you're at. And not only in that, but the fact that this was a book and the fact that Mallory literally screenshotted every one of these texts and had to swipe left to get a timestamp on that screenshot was even more hurtful. She was dedicated to get proof. And she sat out there full of pride so I'm thinking there's no way in hell that she can tell me later that she couldn't do anything she helped her husband screw me yes it's her husband she's gonna pick him over me but still like she's not a person to hurt people so that's why I didn't get it so I'm sitting in the courtroom and after going through all that shit after backing up Jasper we go to evidence 12 and Jason White whips out a cell phone and a speaker recording so the court reporter can write down everything she hears and literally plays that audio that I sent her that I told her to delete. As soon as I saw the phone, I knew it was that audio and I was fucking embarrassed. They play the audio. Everyone in the room starts crying. The audio was me and him screaming and arguing and he was punching the mattress like in heat of rage. And at one point, he, uh, he went to a little too much to the right and hit my hip bone. And you could hear that he accidentally hits it. And I'm like, ow. And I start crying and I start screaming. So it sounds like he's beating me. I'm sitting there, blank stare, no facial expression on my face with a tear drop off my face. Because I couldn't believe all the things that I was crying about. I was crying the fact that I can't believe that I was going through what that audio was showing. I can't believe Mallory would do this to me. I can't believe that Jason would put this as evidence. I can't believe we're all sitting here listening to me be a fucking dumbass for being with this guy. Now she's using evidence to fuck me over with a cherry on top. Who are you? I thought this girl was innocent. Clearly not, is what I thought. So I'm bawling, and as soon as the video is over, his lawyer, which I fucking can't stand her. I'm still dealing with her to this day. His lawyer is like, Your Honor, can you pass the box of Kleenex? Fuck you. And after that courtroom, 
I hated her. I wanted revenge. I remember talking to Jasper being like, I want to ruin her. But I was like, I'm not going to do it now because that's when she's expecting me to do it. But I never, I never did. I never planned anything because two wrongs don't make a right. I did start being an asshole to her, though. I remember when school started, I was like, why the fuck are you here? Just like I was the first year when I met her. I was like, you and I are never going to be friends. And I remember she would always say, like, I would hate to have you on my bad side. And I was like, you used to say that you would hate to have me on your bad side. Well, guess what? You're not just on my bad side. You are worse than my bad side because not only did you screw me, I trusted you. And now I'm going to treat you worse. I would yell at her in front of school to the point where it was pretty much the same thing as the first year, like I said. Listening to the audio of me confining her with my truth. And I told her to delete it and she didn't. And she's using this for evidence for my case with my children. And I'm just thinking, like, I've done some fucked up shit, but I would have never done that. She's really going to fuck me over like that. She's just determined. I'm crying. I look over. Jason's crying because he's hearing how bad the audio verbal abuse was. And then it got really quiet. When I walked out of that courtroom, I didn't really care about anything. And when questioned, you do everything pretty much the same. Paid a lawyer to f- for fucking nothing to fuck me over. And when I walked out of the courtroom, I wa- I'm walking forward and she's sitting in those wooden benches like those old churches courtrooms have. And I'm staring at her. And she's sitting on the bench right in front of me. And she's not even looking at me. And I'm looking right at her. And she's just looking down. And she knows. She's probably telling herself in her head, don't fucking look up. I look like Lindsay Lohan on Mean Girls when she launches at Regina George in the lunchroom or in the cafeteria. I literally look like I was about to attack her. She didn't look up once. She later told me that she knew she couldn't look at me because she knew that I wanted to eat her pretty much. I was like, I fucking wanted to devour you because I couldn't believe my best friend was doing this to me. And not only that, after everything we just went through last November in June, you're still screwing me over. But I walked out there, Jasper was out there, and we left with our lawyer. I'm bawling my eyes out in the car, and Jasper didn't say anything to make me feel better, but at least he, like, listened to me. He never said sorry for putting me in this situation, but he was listening to my sadness. And I would always get mad because if I didn't have her in my life, I had him. And if I had him in my life, I didn't have her. So I was always missing one of them. And until this day, I don't know how I forgave her, but I did. And I trust her weird. I don't know. I don't know how. I guess because I know her heart and I know what she wouldn't do to hurt me. Intentionally at least. And anyone that hears this probably thinks, wow, Andrew, you're a fucking idiot. But if you really knew Mallory, you would know she wouldn't harm a fly. She was just supporting her husband. She was just thinking the situation was worse than what it was. And she was thinking that the kids would end up in a bad situation. I'm never going to understand why she did what she did, but it's okay because she was just looking out for my kids. If she could betray me, why wouldn't Jasper betray me again? I told Jasper, you're probably going to leave me. Then a couple months later is when he left, but Mallory and I still didn't talk when he left. The whole thing happened. In November, and then in June, we had the custody audio in courtroom. And in August, Jasper left me and ghosted me. It wasn't even a year later when he left. My whole life went down. Even when Jasper left me, I still didn't reach out to Mallory because I didn't want her to be thinking that I was fake and that I was reaching out to her because I was alone, because Jasper left again. Like, I'm not going to be your friend only because he left me. So when Jasper left me, I went through this really hard breakdown, emotional, mental breakdown. I bought red dye hair and I went to the bathtub and I just dyed my hair. And it looked like a murder scene in there. But they always say, don't fuck with a girl in her red hair phase because she's going through some shit. And I was definitely going through some shit. And then I had to go back to the apartment where we lived, which everything reminded me of him. Everything was there, the side of his bed, his pillow, everything. 
with all the money that I spent on the case, I was a ride or die Bonnie and Clyde for that. I had so many embarrassing moments for him. I stood up for him in the courtroom. I plead the fifth and I did everything I could to have him in my life and he still left. You would think he would at least pay me back, but no. Or at least I'm sorry that I put you in that situation. No. He moved back, made me look like an idiot. I had to tell Mallory and Jason that you left me and you just gave them what they wanted after so much that we fought to not let them get to us. But it felt like we were always fighting people for them to accept us being together. And maybe that's why I'm a crazy bitch. I don't know. Sometimes I think I, I get mad and I'm like, God, why did everybody get so involved? And then other times I'm like, well, because he's a fucking dick and I hate him and he was horrible to me. But here and there, I, I miss him all the time. He was my best friend. So if I wasn't missing him, I was missing her. And then at one point in my life when I had the worst breakdown, I was missing both of them. And this is still when I was going through a cycle of fertility and he still left. And then of course you think, oh, what if I got pregnant, would he have stayed? And he actually answered that question. He said, yeah. And I said, I'm so glad I didn't fucking get pregnant because I would have never known he was gonna leave. And he would have stayed just for someone else, not me. So we all say we'll never be in the situation of being the fool, but you sometimes don't realize you are in the situation until you are in the situation. So learn through me. And once a guy leaves, don't let him back. And never pick a guy over your friends, especially family. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's also tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listens. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And don't forget to subscribe to My Ugly Truth Podcast. An unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast. I'm tired and angry, but somebody should be. Welcome to another episode of my Ugly Truth Podcast. Save me a press.